I am very passionate about my faith and I'm also very passionate about my culture and the cultures of other people and creating spaces where those two things don't have to be in silos and they can be intersected and represented fully. Hi, it's Yvette here. Listen, I'm just going to take a few seconds to ask you for a big favor. If you love this podcast, then hit the subscribe or the follow button if you haven't already, right now on your phone or on your computer, and leave me a five-star rating. And then leave me a review and tell me what you love about the show or what you'd like me to talk about. All this really helps to send out the message of the Positively Joy podcast to the people who need to hear it. And then finally, if you love it, then share this with everybody that you know. Thanks so much. That's it. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Positively Joy, the podcast on searching for the light in all seasons. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and on this podcast, you'll hear stories that show how you can find God in everyday life on the job, on media, and even in your favorite hobby. Listen and be encouraged. Today, we're happy to welcome Ogechi Calaveri, administrator of a middle and high school near Washington, D.C., and podcast host of Tell Me If You Can, a podcast that shares the hidden stories around us to inspire change within ourselves and our communities. Welcome, Ogechi, and thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Your podcast is a kind of personal journal of real women who are experiencing change, and they're telling their stories of hope and transformation. When did you get started, and why did you choose to go this route? So I actually am recent a recent podcaster, but I've always wanted to start a podcast. I always have a lot of ideas swirling in my head, and I felt like a podcast would be a great platform to share those ideas. But I landed on storytelling, particularly telling stories of women because of conversations that I've been having with my mom and remembering conversations that I've had with friends in the past. Growing up, I didn't have access to a car. And so I relied a lot on friends, even into my mid-20s on rides. And one of the benefits or the thank yous that they would always say that came from giving me a ride was carpool therapy with Ogechi, being able (laughs) to have conversations. Yeah. Um, Have conversations with me. And I have been blessed. And I say this with humility, but I also like to speak truth. When God has blessed you with something, you say it with confidence, without shying away from it. And this is a a work for me to say things about myself without feeling um, shy about it. But Mm -hmm. I truly believe that God and the Holy Spirit have blessed me with the gift of understanding and using that gift in a way that can connect with people and listening to them tell their stories and helping them unpack ways and lessons that they might be able to grow from Mm -hmm. within those stories, even if it's something as casual as I'm having a difficult time with a coworker to relationship issues. I don't, I'm not a therapist. I have been a crisis counselor. And so I've been able to use that gift of listening and storytelling to help people through crisis. But when it comes to listening to other women's stories, I feel like as women, sometimes we shy away from highlighting the moments in our life that have brought us to where we are. 
in talking with my mom recently this year, I took on the the goal of really trying to get to know my mom outside of just her role as my mom and the caregiver that she's been so great at being, but knowing who she was as a woman and in learning a little bit about who she was and is as a woman has opened my eyes to the ordinary hidden stories that we have that transform us. One story I like to tell is why she chose my name. If you don't know me, my name is Nigerian. It's from the Igbo language and it means God's time. All of my siblings have Igbo names, but my mom and dad have Anglo names. So my mom is Angela and my dad is Jeffrey. And so I always <laughs> wondered why, <laughs> why do we have, why didn't we have European style names, especially because, and why does she pick Igbo name? I have friends that have either an Igbo name and an English name to be able to assimilate into English culture. Mm-hmm. And I only had Igbo names. So my middle name is Igbo. My last name obviously is Igbo. So I just wanted to know her why behind picking our names because mothers and parents take that so seriously when they choose a name for their child. And she told me it was very simple, but when she told me it was also very radical. She said that her mom picked an Anglo name because of the colonization of Nigeria at that time and the English influence in Nigeria. And so to maybe help her in status, her name was given to help her Angela, which is a very, it's religious, but also very English and welcome name that anyone can understand. But for her and her siblings, they were coming up in a time where They were trying to re-identify with their Nigerian culture Mm -hmm. and separate from kind of that European influence. So her and her siblings, particularly my uncle, chose Igbo names for his kids. And that kind of influenced her decision to choose Igbo names for for her kids with a meaning of that represented her faith. And so she's a very, I mean, she's probably the most faithful woman I will ever know. And faith is so paramount and important to her. So she wanted a name that represented her faith, her Christian faith, but also represented her culture. And I say that it's revolutionary because it truly, without knowing that story, has been a huge part of what makes me who I am. I am very passionate about my faith, and I'm also very passionate about my culture and the cultures of other people. And creating spaces where those two things don't have to be in silos and they can be intersected and represented fully. And so I told her this, I was like, you don't realize how powerful this little story you just told me is because it really explains a lot about why I am who I am because you took that little decision and revolutionized the way you named your kids. And by giving me a name that forced me to accept my culture and understand the meaning behind it, I have been formed in this way. And so for her, it was mind-blowing that her daughter unpacked this little hidden revolutionary that she was because she wouldn't call herself a revolutionary at all. (laughs) She's very like low, under the radar person, but in a way she was a little revolutionary just by wanting to take back her culture in the simple act of naming her own children. 
And so the gift of being able to unpack other women's stories that I don't know has been why I chose this platform as a path, as a podcast. And was that story, your mom's story, the really the first story that kind of took you down this lane? Looking back, I've been doing this for a while. I just didn't realize that that was something that I was called to do until I had that conversation with my mom. Mm-hmm. And you said you've been doing it for a while. Do you mean just having these conversations with people or actually being a podcaster? Oh, no. I've only been a podcaster for about a month now. (laughs) I guess if if you count the month and a half of extensive research and reading all the articles and figuring out what mic and equipment to get, two months, three months. But I've I've been telling stories and listening to people's stories for years. And my friends actually have told me, like, this fits your personality so much. And so it's interesting how, in speaking about faith, God has always been forming me and God forms us to be the people that we're called to be without us even knowing it. And this year I've had a lot of aha moments with my faith and I'm just like, wow, you were working on me even at 16. You were working on me even in that car, having that conversation with that girl. And I may never know how those conversations affected someone's life, but Mm -hmm. that's not for me to know. And it's cool that I'm recognizing that that's my gift and stepping into it more concretely via this podcast. So it sounds like to me that there's two different kinds of podcasters, people who just jump in and people who do a little bit more research like you. And I think I'm, I'm one way and you're the other. However, (laughs) I think, I think there's, I think there's one thing that we share and that's really trusting and trusting God that this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're called to do. I I don't have a story just like yours, but I have a story about wondering how I can use the gifts that he gave me in his honor in a way I hadn't been doing before. So your name means basically in God's, in God's time or timing. And, you know, certainly you had to trust him to go down this road as you were doing your research. So can you describe a time other than this? Can you describe a time when you learned to trust God more deeply? Oh man. I don't know if we have enough time. So many, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think one time that was very overwhelming for me, it was the time that I was planning a wedding and it sounds very, you know, frivolous because how, how can you not trust God when you're planning to tie your life to someone else? But for me, because of my upbringing and my experiences, I didn't really have the best example of a marriage that looked like what I wanted for myself. And so in the unknown, whenever there's an unknown and you take that leap of faith, it requires a lot of trust in God. And the planning process, you know, being a broke 20-something year old trying to plan a wedding and wanting and hoping for all these things and not seeing how it can come about. And then people showing up that you would never imagine able to show up for you. Things just coming into place that you couldn't even have planned yourself. And Mm -hmm. I always attribute it to the Holy Spirit walking with me at that time. I would pray a lot to the Holy Spirit. I would sing songs about the Holy. I just like, I was just, for me, the Holy Spirit is like the mover and shaker in the Trinity. Like, yes, yes. things done. Yeah. So I relied a lot on the Holy Spirit and some of the things that happened, like money showing up for, or 
money not being required for things, which is unheard of. My wedding dress was only $200 and it was wow. gifted to me. And it was, it's a beautiful, beautiful dress. And it's, I never really placed needs to God. I, I just spoke my heart and I said, it's the scariest prayer ever is just your will be done. And if it's not for me, then take it away. And, you know, things that weren't for me were taken away and the things that needed to happen happened. And the things that I couldn't even imagine that I were in the depths of my heart as dreams happened. And it was just a beautiful wedding. There are obviously issues because, you know, no wedding goes without any (laughs) issues, but I was just so overwhelmed as someone that likes to be super controlling. I'm the oldest. So I think it's like ingrained in me to be (laughs) in charge of everything and having to be vulnerable and let go and let God work in that planning. It was a great example of how I should be more vulnerable with God. And I've been doing that ever since that was two and a half years ago, my wedding. And I've been letting go and making sure the Holy Spirit has room to work. And it's been a great, a great opportunity and a great experience. So I, I love this probably the most recent. I love this so much because, and, and this is not new. You probably seen this meme before on social media. I just posted it on my community page, possibly joy community. And it's one of two kids on a roller coaster, an older kid and a younger kid. And the subtitle, the headline says, God says, I have plans for you. God's plans for you. Then, then underneath that, you see the two kids, the one, the older girl, she's laughing. She's having a great time and she's the Holy spirit. And Mm. then next to her, her little brother, whoever it is, a little boy is like completely freaked. He's scared. His eyes are wide. He's holding on for dear life. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much because the Holy Spirit's like just, yep, we're just having a good ride. We're having, you know, we're going up and down on this roller coaster of life and it's going to be great. Don't worry about it. God's got this. And you're like, okay, I'm freaked out now, but <laughs> you just have to, you just have to let go and ride it. So I love that. I love that. And uh, that part about your story. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Thank let's you. let's talk about prayer. Mm. I've been married for about three years now too. And my, my husband is, you know, he pray, he's a prayer. I've, I was raised Catholic and I have gone to Catholic church, which I still love in Episcopal church. I love the ritual, but I wasn't comfortable praying out loud or leading Mm. a prayer group or anything like that. And so my husband was going to a non-denominational church, which he invited me into. And we go there now. It's wonderful. And he's been really good about trying to get me to pray out loud more, which I have done, which I actually feel comfortable doing it now. And I think a lot of people who either is not raised to do that will find prayer as just being a very insular, inside type of thing. But it can also be really, really personal. Do you have any examples to share how prayer has worked in your life or how it has been such a personal thing to you? So I'm actually born and raised Catholic. I've had my thumbs along my faith journey, but I'm actually, you know, still Catholic. And Mm -hmm. I recognize what you're saying because I actually, in college, I was in a gospel choir. And so a lot of the times we would go to different um, denominations to perform and it would be evangelical or like Baptist or 
other denom- other Christian denominations that are a little bit more expressive than I was used to in a very um, Anglo-Catholic setting. But yes. thanks, thankfully, I've also had the experience of going to masses and celebrations that were Nigerian Catholics. So that way of celebrating and praying is very, is very much expressive and incorporates a lot of culture and going to black Catholic churches, the same thing, very different than more white churches that is a little bit more traditional. And like you said, a little bit more insular in prayer and less expressive. And so I've seen variations of prayer, but for me, my favorite is always intercessory prayer, being able to pray for and with others. Mm-hmm. I keep a list as much as I can remember of people to pray for. I have it in my planner, or I try to keep a mental Rolodex of people that have asked me to pray for them or people that, especially people when you randomly think of someone, that's like a nudge from maybe their guardian angel that's saying, she needs an extra boost or he needs an extra boost in prayer. So I like to pray for people And I hope that people pray for me because I think like the Bible says, when two or three are gathered in prayer. So if that person's praying for themselves and you are praying for them, that amplifies that prayer and brings it up further to God. So intercessory prayer is so powerful to me, participating in small groups and praying together as a small group, reading the scripture, breaking it open. I'm such a nerd. I love like placing myself into scripture and imagining myself being there, probably causing a ruckus, asking Jesus too many questions as a disciple. <laughs> but I like to insert myself into the passage and really think about what it was like and learn about the history. So breaking open the word, understanding the context, and then understanding how it can apply to our lives now. Doing that in a community is great because you hear different perspectives. And then at the end, we usually pray for each other. Mm-hmm. And even if my situation, and I've, I mean, I've gone through really tough job situations, different difficult relationships. I've asked people to pray for my fiance at the time, who's now my husband. He was going through tough situations. And knowing that you have this community of support, praying, raising their prayers up to God has really strengthened me through a time when my prayers, I felt like were just not being heard. And of course they were, but the answer was just not now, Getchy, or wait your time, or this, I have something better for you. And having the support of others, knowing that they were offering prayers to you has really helped me along my faith journey, especially those times where I stumbled in faith and, and my faith was shaken. I love how you talked about inserting yourself and I have an episode on a gift that a neighbor gave me. Very unexpected gift. I had gifted her something earlier. It wasn't a big deal. She came back and gifted me something. And since I can see you on Zoom, we're talking on Zoom. I'm going to show you. So it's these little strips of paper. I did an episode on this where they are the scripture with my name inserted in it. Mm. So, you know, instead of saying, you know, I will meet your every need through my eternal riches in Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.19, it says, I will meet your every need, Yvette, through my eternal riches in Jesus Christ. So ever since I've been looking at these every day, and it just makes me feel just like a better, I don't know, a, a more deeper, a deeper connection, I guess I could say, to scripture. 
Mm-hmm. To, and like you said, you can see you can see inserting yeah, yourself and, and walking that. walking with Jesus and asking questions and things like that. Yeah, and this is a way of doing that. I don't know how she did it. I don't know if it was a program she had, and I mean, I just don't know. But there's probably about a hundred of those little strips of paper, and it's 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 precious to me. Oh but it's gosh. yeah, yeah, I know. Speaking I'm, about, let me write this down. I'm yes. do this with my school, please, my students, yes. I love this. And I, pulled, I, I I think it's a very practical way to teach people how to look at scripture. It's not just an old text, but something that is very much alive and present for them yes. currently. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know, and again, the Catholic background, I don't know about you, but you almost feel not worthy to insert yourself like that. Or for mm-hmm. example, to serve at the altar. You know, now girls are serving at the altar. When I was growing up, you know, we didn't do that. So you almost don't feel like, you know, you don't feel like, you, you know, you're worthy to to accept all the love and the grace that God has for you. And I think that that's one way to just make it feel, as you said, it's more practical, make it feel more real. So yes, do yes. take that idea for sure. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I no, love it. absolutely. So we're talking about scripture. Do you have a favorite scripture and how does it relate to the season you're walking through? Anything in Romans 8. St. Paul is my homie. I love him. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's a little difficult to read. I'm a lector at my church. And sometimes when I have to read Paul from Paul, let me get my handy dandy Bible. Yeah, absolutely. But I have, I have a few. Okay, so you're going old school. Um, you're actually pulling out a Bible. You going old school? Yeah, I like I like to. I, this is this. You can't see it because this is a recording. But I have my first Bible that I received as a teenager from for confirmation prep, and confirmation is like a process, it, uh, a sacrament where you receive like the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and it's usually around your teenage years. And I still use it. I took it to with me to college, even if I didn't open it, it still went with me everywhere I went. And I still have the same bookmarks from back then, but I love, I just love holding it and, you know, making it my own by highlighting. And I, I read scripture a lot on my phone because it's more convenient, Sure. but there's nothing like opening up and seeing what you've highlighted. But Romans 8 is definitely one of my favorites. And let me see, I also have like a note of others. Romans 5 is another one. Let me pull it up. If you don't mind. No, not at all. (laughs) So it's, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in hope of the glory of God, Not only that, will we boast of our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance and endurance, proven character and proven character, hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit and has been given to us. And it goes on. But that line, there was a time and I talk about this a lot when I give testimony talks to young people, especially those that are going in college. There was a period of time that I really felt like angry with God and I I felt shame saying that I was angry with God, but that's truly how I felt. I was angry with God. I felt forgotten 
and I didn't feel like I was worthy. And then so I rejected God and did things that were against his the, the teachings and against what he wanted for me. And so then I felt further desolation because not only was I feeling anger, I then rejected God by my actions and committing sins. And then I felt unloved and unworthy of his love and unworthy of his mercy. But my friend who wasn't really even, and this is why I say intercessory prayer is so powerful. I'm trying not to cry. (laughs) (laughs) My friend, my best guy friend at the time, he knew that faith was important to me and he could see how I was falling away from what really should have been my path. He was like, why don't you open up that book that you have, that red book that you have, that Bible that you have and read it. And knowing that I liked the letters of St. Paul since high school, I opened up Romans and I read that. And it wasn't because it spoke to me on a spiritual level. At the time, it was very practical. Like, okay, suffering leads to building of character and character and all of those, you know, and this and then that and then this and then that. So I could figure it out in my head, even amongst the mock of my spiritual entanglements, entanglements with the things that I was doing that was not necessary and right. And then once I could figure it out on a logical level, I can understand it for myself on a spiritual level. And even as I read it as an adult who's gone through a lot since then, it still brings me so much joy and brings me to tears because we still suffer and I still see suffering in other people. And you have to have hope even in in that suffering. And so I love that reading so much, but it comes from a time of really heartbreak and sadness and hurt. But I think that God doesn't leave us in our valleys. He's with us in our valleys and he's up there with us when we're on our hills. And that just is a a reading that I read whenever I'm in those valley moments. Wow. You know, my next question for you was going to be describe a time when you were overwhelmed by the love of God, but I think you answered that question. <laughs> and you answered it so beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been this has been amazing. I have really enjoyed talking to you. You are correct. This was definitely the path that you're supposed to go down. You have a lot to to teach other women, really, you know, everybody out there in your podcast, but also just looking at those stories. And I talk about storytelling a lot. I mean, I I talk about it a lot. So, so I think it's definitely going to drive your podcast. It is driving your podcast. Um, And it's what we all need to get at the heart of to really tell those stories and understand the God in those stories. So I just thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you're sharing your faith in such a great way and opening up people's hearts and minds to the beauty of God around us and how he works with us and in us each day. Well, it's a, it's a gift that I was trying to give back to him, but it's really just, he's given another gift to me really. Yes. I have found <laughs> that in, in my recordings because school's starting soon, I did a lot of recordings ahead of time and each one, some of them made me laugh, laugh, laugh and they didn't realize that that was the day that I needed to laugh, laugh, laugh. And God blessed me with that. And then some of them made me cry because it touched my heart so much. Mm-hmm. The most recent episode, she she was practically speaking to my soul, talking about forgiveness and the beauty of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know that at that moment, I really needed to hear about that because of what I was dealing with with a family member. And mm-hmm. 
I told her, I was just like, I don't know if you get how amazing this is. Again, the Holy Spirit works through people, I tell you. And I'm just being blessed, like you said, in just being a part of this podcast process. I get to help other people. I get to talk to other people. But I feel like I get a lot more in return. And I'm just so thankful. Absolutely. He's such a good, good father. He just is. And I just, you know. I, I like, like you said, we, I wanted to give something back, but he doesn't want anything from us except, except acknowledging that he loves us and that yes. we should love him and, and follow his, and follow his, his word and read his word. And so that's something yes. I've been trying to get into as well. So I love your Bible. I, I just, I just interviewed a guest who had, actually has a hugging Bible. She has kind of a big Bible. It's kind of large and she just likes to hug it. <laughs> I love that. Oh. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I get you. Thank you so much. I appreciated it. I appreciate you being on the show. And I just want to thank you. And I want to thank our listeners for being here with us. And, and I know you've gotten a lot out of I'll Get You Tonight. This was a good one. This was a good one. So thank you. <laughs> so listeners, thank you. This has been Positively Joyed. We would love for you to subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to receive information on upcoming guests and contests and fun things like that, you can subscribe or you can also text the word PJOY, the letter P, and then JOY, J-O-Y, all together, to 22828. And you can give us that information and we will send you uh, a lot of good stuff. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And farewell for now.